0: You know, I think when you feel lonely, it's 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 dangerous because your tendency is to fill that void, right? And so, what are you filling that loneliness void with? Mm. And that becomes the question, you know. And mm. so, that's tough, man. Living a lonely life and and feeling alone is is hard. It's difficult. And I I think now more than ever, right, in a COVID air, you know, arena and and season of life, we all feel that more than ever. And so. Um, Getting it plugged into a healthy community of people that were not perfect, they were broken too, but were pursuing wholeness was so key.
1: everyone. Welcome back to One Thing in Common podcast. I'm smiling so big right now because I get to have two of my favorite people on today's podcast. Michael and Vanessa Gonzalez recently got married last month and had the honor of being a bridesmaid at their wedding. Having the opportunity to watch them grow not only in their faith, but also in their relationship throughout the past couple of years has taught me lessons that I will forever carry on. Everyone, I'm thrilled to introduce my amazing friends, Michael and Vanessa. What's Yay. going on? <laughs> Happy to be here. Was popping. <laughs> How are you doing, Megs? I'm good. I'm good. How are y'all? I haven't y'all, I haven't seen y'all since you guys walked down the altar. It's been a hot minute. It's, yeah, it's been a hot fun. minute. A lot we, has happened. We've been
0: under a rock for a little bit.
1: <laughs> I'm I'm loving it. All I've been seeing is y'all's honeymoon pictures can you just like share a little bit of what that was like because literally y'all were in paradise this is true
2: um it was it was beautiful it was paradise we went to saint lucia and we stayed at an all-inclusive resort um it was not a part of our original plan um god completely flipped our plans we went from an airbnb to this resort um a month leading up to the wedding everything changed because of covid but it turned out way better than we could have ever expected or planned to be completely honest. And it felt like we were quarantining at a resort, um, with a bunch of people and, uh, all the food, too much food we could eat, um, beach pool, all you can name it. Um, it was a really beautiful time, just kind of growing in intimacy and, um, and kind of just exploring St. Lucia. Yeah, we had blasts.
1: Michael's like, yeah, we had a blast. It was
0: awesome, it was awesome. Uh, Eat, food, chill, repeat. <laughs> no Eat,
1: food, Amen, let's go. <laughs> All right. So you both have played such, man, I don't even know what word to say, like such an important role in my life and in so many different seasons. And you guys have been there for me and vice versa. I've been able to be there for um, you both as well. Um, something interesting that y'all may not know listening is that, so I actually met Vanessa through Michael when while they were broken up. It's quite an interesting story and there are no uh, better people than these two to share their own love story. But um, they've just been there through so many highs and lows and the knowledge that i've been able to just just grab just by listening to them speak when we have an opportunity to sit down and grab lunch it's just like it's something i will never take for granted and so the fact that i get to have both of them here sitting down i get to share their story with y'all it means so much to me because their story has impacted my life in ways that i i can't even put into words And so I would love Vanessa and Michael, if y'all can share, just kind of like bring the listeners through what your journey looked like, like how'd y'all meet, you know, what was the beginning of the relationship looked like? I know there was a season and then y'all got married, but a lot of people don't know the middle. And so I just love y'all can just, you know, share that with everyone.
2: All right. Well, we met back in 2015 at UCF through Go a business. Nights. Charge on, charge <laughs> on, on, baby. Uh, we met through a business fraternity, um, and fast forward about a couple months, we started talking and getting to know each other. When I got when I got into the fraternity because he was already in it, um, and so and then we started dating officially in 2016, and I would say. The year and a half we were together, um, so 2016 into 2017, was um, not a very healthy relationship. It was, um, well, we called it toxic. Um, by the time we, we got to the end of our, of our relationship, we realized this was very toxic. Um, and the best way to characterize it is really just living for ourselves. We were mm-hmm. living very selfishly. Yeah. Um, and that impacted really our relationships with our friends, with our family, and then of course with each other so um so it was it was a difficult um it was a difficult time and we realized that it was time to uh go separate ways and so we broke up in 2017 um i would say it was august july august 2017 mm-hmm. and then um we were going to the same church at the time it was very much a kind of check the box kind of activity for us all we were together we weren't really uh truly following Jesus. Um, and so I say that because Michael left to another church and I stayed at my church and I definitely felt, um, the need to stay there and kind of start to grow my faith, which, um, we could talk about our individual journeys later, but essentially, um, so we went separate ways truly, um, and moving into 2018, we, you know, started new lives separately, right? So he was going to this new church and started growing new friends, friendships, and into a new community. That's where he met you, Megs, um, and some other really great people that really fostered and kind of helped his his development, his walk with the Lord. Um, and then, ironically, we didn't know this, but because we really didn't talk or or anything, we were we had rededicate our life to Christ, and we were really following Him um with just a passion that we had never had before. And that was happening around the same time, but obviously we didn't know it um with each other. Um and so that was really cool to later look back on and see that that God was doing the same things in our lives at the same time, but we just weren't together. And Mm -hmm. so in 2018 that's really what characterized that year. It was finding Jesus. It was learning what it looks like to be a true follower, um, to fall in love again uh, with him and and create new community and all those beautiful things. So um, anyways, uh, I was invited to the church that he was going to um, and by a friend, and I was nervous, but I decided to, to go for their service because I didn't want to interrupt with all the growth he was doing. But my friend brought me, had a great time, and um, from thereafter, I started going to their community groups and would see Michael here and there. And so we would have kind of parking lot conversations is what we called. Them. <laughs> I remember where, those. <laughs> <laughs> where we would just say, Hey, how are you? Like, how's life? And, you know, um, and we would just have these really cool heart to heart conversations. And that in 2018 kind of started developing, but we knew, um, that it was, it didn't mean jumping into a relationship again. Uh, yeah. we were not done with the growth that we felt like Christ was doing in us. And so we continued that journey for a little bit high and by. Um, and at the end of 2018, we had a really beautiful conversation at Lou gardens. Um, that I'll never forget where we said, let's talk about what's been going on. We kind of have these conversations. Um, maybe there's some still feelings there or maybe these are new feelings. So we went to Lou gardens and I mentioned this specific story because it marks a big pivot in our relationship, mm. our friendship, um, because we went there to really express how we felt, express the new person that we were after rededicating our life to Christ. And we just felt transformed. And not even a feeling, it truly was um just a whole new life, a whole new person. I remember when I would have those parking lot conversations, I felt like Michael was just a completely different person. And I wondered, wow, God, what did you do with the guy that I was with? Like I don't know who this is. And later on he told me he felt the same way about me. And so in new gardens, we decided, Hey, this is really great and all, but let's spend a little bit more time apart. um, And let's just kind of put these feelings to the side. And so we did. And then 2019 started. And we decided as we kind of continued this friendship that um, the next, the next natural move, we felt some peace and we definitely felt that we were in a completely new place in our lives. Mm. And so we decided to embark on um, a new relationship. So Michael asked me out in 2019, and then we got engaged later that year in November, and we just got married in November. <laughs> so that's a summary of, I think, our relationship, babe, that I miss. You do such a great job, and that's why I let you do it. <laughs> <Okay>. Yes. <laughs> Michael, <laughs> Michael, come on. You
1: nailed it. By this point. Wow. So, yeah, that's pretty much y'all's story in a nutshell. And what, first of all, I want to say thank you for sharing that. And as you shared with us um, your story, obviously there's so much detail into what happened. Like you just summarized what happened in like three years in 10 minutes, pretty much. So, there's a <laughs> lot of juice. Some people call it meat, a lot of meat there (laughs) that I kind of want to, I kind of want to dig in a little bit. Um, What? Because I was friends with Michael and then he was, what's funny is uh, Michael was telling me about you and I was like, she sounds like an amazing girl. I want to get to meet her." And this is when y'all weren't together. And so I was. We went to get coffee. We ended up talking for like four hours. I was like, "Michael, she's awesome. Like, <laughs> why did you guys break up?" <laughs> no, but I knew what had happened. And um, but just to be able to like after that girl relationship with you, Vanessa, and then you know, talk to Michael and then be, see the work that the Lord was doing in Michael's life and then talk to you separately and see what God was. It was kind of like I feel like I was behind the scenes of seeing like what God was doing with the both of you, but just seeing how obedient you both were. Mm-hmm. And I knew that wasn't easy because obviously like you guys said, your relationship before was very um just satisfying the flesh and doing what felt good. And a lot of times we know what that means, right? But how that leads to, like you said, toxicity Mm -hmm. and how that leads to, it feels good in the moment, but later on, you're going to feel all these things that really shouldn't be there because a lot of things were out of order. And um, Vanessa, I know that's when I feel like me and you just really grew into sisterhood and we, we went to conferences together and we just had so many late night conversations, Can you share with the listeners, maybe some girls are listening right now and are maybe in your position of they're going through a breakup. Maybe it was a toxic one. How did you, I don't know if I want to say find yourself again, but how did you become whole Mm -hmm. from before? Like, Like before you were satisfying yourself with another person? Mm -hmm. but this time you're doing it a different way. And I feel like you became whole when you got back with Michael, but as Vanessa, not needing someone else, but being your own person. I feel like that's so important in today's age. I feel like a lot of people are looking to find someone to fill in that empty gap. They think that a spouse or a boyfriend or girlfriend will fill in that, but we, we both know that's not the case. So what did you do? What did that look like when you and Michael weren't together?
2: Yeah, no, that's a really great question. And, um, the, the very, the inception. So when we broke up the, the very first thing, um, was really just, I remember asking God, uh, with tears running down my face in the car, um, just asking him why this was happening. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I was so I was so hurt and uh, just completely distraught um, because I, I definitely thought that Michael was you know the one I thought that we were going to get married and all of that even though I knew we were in a toxic relationship. Um, so so that was I was asking him a lot of questions and I remember um, listening to a to a really good uh, sermon that um, just came at the perfect timing where the pastor just spoke to there's this pain that we have to go through. We know this biblically, right? Like we talk about how pain and and strife and struggles really can grow and birth, you know, this, this, these beautiful stories, right. And, um, and and new life. But I just remember hearing the pastor talk about that your pain has a purpose. Mm -hmm. And um, that really, that really struck a chord with me and that that really helped me to realize, okay, so there's a purpose to this pain. And that kind of helped me to think, well, what is that purpose? What does that look like? And so, moving from there on practically, um, I definitely felt the Lord asking me to stay at the church that Michael and I had just been going to. That he left. Um, it was very lonely season. Um, every Sunday, I showed up with Michael. Now, I was showing up by myself. Um, for um, for the listeners, you know, I I was away from the church for ten years, um, and so. Michael was actually one that brought me back when, when we got together. Um, and so now him leaving was really hard for me because I had to grapple with, wait, uh, how does this work? How do I come here by myself? So the Lord was really teaching me how to really plant some root, or plant some roots and really um, go there, not for Michael, not for anyone else, but really for him, for the mm-hmm. Lord. And so um, that practically was one of the biggest kind of um, – things that led to my transformation and my growth. And so as a part of that, then I met some really awesome women uh, there at the church. And I joined my very first community group um, where I was welcomed with, with big arms. And I was very honest with them and said, I don't know what this all looks like, I don't know what being a Christian looks like. Um, I'm I'm kind of rediscovering just a lot right now, and so they brought me in, and that community led to just a lot of growth, right? Um, and I grew deeper in the Word, and so the Word helped kind of cleanse me. Um, And I just, I don't know, I I then became hungry, right? Hungry for time in God's presence I'd never really yearned for before. And that helped transform me. I yearned for healthy and godly community uh, for women who really uh, wanted to help me through this journey. Um, And so that really helped um, me grow and become the woman that I am today and become whole um, was really just this this whole journey. And so I would say those are kind of the key things. But really, it was just that moment I had with God wrestling with him. I'll never forget that moment in the car. We had just broken up and I just had so many questions. And he answered the questions in a very gracious and loving way. But the answers came over time, too, you mm-hmm. know. And so, um, so that's really how I came to, to wholeness, um, that, that, that journey while we were apart.
1: That was so good, Vanessa. Thank you so much. And <laughs> Michael's like blown away. <laughs> She's on fire right now. <laughs> like, yes, yeah, she is. Yes, yeah, she is. Uh, Michael, I love to ask you, you know, for the men out there listening, you know, maybe also some guys listening to this maybe are in your position, right? They just left a toxic relationship or just a relationship and they're just trying to like navigate their next steps. You know, what was it like for you? What did that look like for you?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I remember like one of the last dates we went on before breaking up. And I'm a real transparent guy, you know, so I'm going to be transparent. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to yeah. pull, pull the walls down, you know. I uh, I want to invite authenticity. And we were sitting there and I remember – you know, I wasn't proud of some of the things that I'd said and done, and I remember actually getting up and going to the bathroom and looking at myself in the mirror and asking myself, "Who have I become?" Mm. You know, um, and was was so disappointed in myself at the decisions that I'd made and and the pain that I knew I'd caused. You know, and I think that stemmed out of living a life of selfishness and when mm-hmm. you're the only priority in your life you unintentionally create a lot of pain for others right because mm-hmm. you're only focused up for you right it's it's figure you out worry about you take care of you and then everybody else comes in and it works for a little but then it's it's you start realizing you know this is not sustainable and so I got to the point where I had recognized, and I was beginning to realize that this life of selfishness was not sustainable, that I was causing a lot of people pain, and that I myself was disappointed, and so I knew I needed change. And so for me, one of those changes was going to mean separation. And that was a really tough decision, right? Because you become um, dependent on this person. You know, and I remember later on in my journey of healing, I realized that I had created an unhealthy dependence on Vanessa, right? Mm. Like the way that she looked at me, you know, felt, make, made me feel like a better man. You know, she looks mm. up to me. She, she looks to me for, for advice and, and counsel and all of these things. And so I realized that I really desired that from her. Mm. And I realized, man, I, I, those were unhealthy things for me to be depending on her for. Mm-hmm. and. That was a big wake-up call for me but but um i think i think you know very similar to vanessa's story i guess the commonality in in the stories is that faith has has played such a big role in our lives you know and and i mean i don't want to beat it on you know talk about it again but it's just so true and it was it was the core of what helped the transformation you know and so i'll be honest that that process was very painful right? You know, when Vanessa spoke of loneliness, that was felt on, on my end, too. You know, I think when you feel lonely, it's, it's, it's dangerous, because your tendency is to fill that void, right? And so what are you filling that loneliness void with? Mm. And that becomes the question, you know, and mm. so that's tough, man, living a lonely life and, and feeling alone is is hard, it's difficult. And I, I think now more than ever, right, in a COVID Air, You know, arena and, and season of life, we all feel that more than ever. And so um, getting it plugged into a healthy community of people that were not perfect, they were broken too, but were pursuing wholeness was so key.
1: Wow, that was so good, y'all! I'm about to drop this mic. Let's go. <laughs> go ahead, do it. Do hey, it. Girl. Let's just drop it right there, y'all. That was a mic drop. <laughs> wow, that was so good. And like you said, when we are empty, we want to fill in that void. Mm-hmm. And I think that was—it um it took a lot of awareness for you to realize. You like literally looked yourself in the mirror and realized all these things of. I'm looking for outside validation from Vanessa. Like yeah. I'm, I'm seeking the wrong things, not like fruitful things—peace, love, joy—but uh, other things that you know you you realize that wasn't gonna be sustainable mm-hmm. for a lifelong relationship or for marriage. Uh, which leads to my next question: Is how did that season of you? To not being together, because I remember in that season both y'all would tell me, "Look, Megan, we have no idea if we're getting back together. Like we have given it to God. Like we have no idea." So for me to see that and then be like at your wedding years later, I'm like, "The law or let's go." <laughs> but it was just like, "Wow, I." I was in tears like y'all even at your reception I was in tears like I was balling sh- just sharing a toast because I saw the work y'all put in to work on yourselves like I mm-hmm. saw that I was there like I was with you Vanessa like at conversations with you Michael and to see that and to see just um the whole story come full round is so beautiful seriously such a honor and privilege. Um back to my question of how did that season prepare you now you guys been married for a month holler you know some wisdom out there let's go (laughs) um you know just drop the nuggets out there how can now being married now that y'all are married how can you see wow had we not had that break to work on ourselves like it wouldn't be as good as it is
2: yeah um I can speak, I'm going to pull in that thread of dependency that Michael was talking about and how that could influence marriage if we had not had that breakup. So in that time that we were apart, I learned a lot about dependency. And like I said, it's so cool how God was teaching us very similar lessons, revealing a lot of similar things to us, just individually. And I learned a lot about just my dependency on Michael as well. Um, My dependency on societal validation um the way i look talk all those things just un- and then i kind of got to the root of really unhealthy things that um that god kind of revealed to me that i needed healing on so that was that that kind of went down that path but on dependency i would say um being apart and i started to realize that my dependency on michael was unhealthy and so in that pursuit of wholeness. Um, the Lord showed me, why don't you depend on me? Mm-hmm. And so I shifted from depending on Michael for everything, little things to big things to my identity even, mm-hmm. right? To depending on God for those things. Yeah. So going to him when I had questions, going to him when I needed validation because his word tells me that I am, you know, fearfully, wonderfully made, right? And like just mm-hmm. for good and wholesome truth that I needed, um, and so I just started depending on him, walking with him. And honestly, it created this really cool friendship that I now understand um, that you can have with Jesus that I think is so precious. And so in that, this beautiful dependency formed um, with the Lord so that when we got back together, even in our new relationship, uh, the things I would go to Michael for were no longer the same things I used to go to him for. Mm. and. Um, I tried my best to go to prayer first and bringing it up to the Lord before bringing it to Michael Um, kind of starting to build healthier habits when we got back together to the, to the point of now we're here in marriage. And I can see how that translated so beautifully because had we not been apart that dependency to me probably would have gotten a lot worse, more Mm -hmm. toxic. And I would have choked Michael like in, you know, in the sense that, being married being together i would have gone to him for everything and he would have been like "Whoa, i can't fulfill this i can't do all this i can't play all these roles and wear all these hats Mm -hmm. that's not me that's not that's not who i am right Mm -hmm. and i think we have to be careful there when we're when we're depending on someone for everything Mm -hmm. and so now in our marriage i can see how if i'm having a rough day if i'm struggling through something whatever it may be i know who to go to Granted, Michael is my partner. We are one, and so of course I go to him as well. But it's this beautiful dance of the Lord reminds me of His truth. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can go to Him in prayer. He reminds me of all these all these things and who I am, and etc. Or whatever I need help with, um, and then I talk to Michael about it. And so it's this dance between us, all three, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's that's the best uh, thing I can think of um, that we did when we were apart that helped us into our marriage today.
1: I love that. I love that. I just, I'm such a visual person. So I'm literally just imagining like, okay, you praying before going to talk to Michael. And then just, I know even in my own life, if I'm like frustrated or flustered or whatever, and if I just speak to that person right away, I may not have all the peace, love and joy that I could have. (laughs) But when I take the time to really, okay, breathe in, breathe out. Have you talked to God about it? Like, have you prayed about it before you talked about it? And then when I take that time to pray to God, then God reveals things to me sometimes that I wouldn't have known otherwise. Maybe he gives me a different perspective and seeing the perspective from the other person's point of view rather than my own point of view. So then I can now enter that conversation with grace. I can enter that conversation more humbly. And so that was such a golden nugget. Thank you so much for that one, Vanessa. And the last question that I want to ask y'all for today is, if you knew then what you know now, what would you tell your younger self?
0: That's such a good question, Megs. Um, I think I, I, you know, Vanessa and I kind of spoke about a little bit before, but I think we're on the same page about our answer to this question. And I think the heart of the answer lies in surrender. Mm. And that's the advice we would give to our younger self: surrender earlier and faster. And I think mm-hmm. Vanessa and I—we are both very strong-willed, independent <laughs> Hispanics that know what we <laughs> want. You know, so you yeah, ima- y'all do. <laughs> you can imagine there's some fireworks sometimes. And I think I naturally, right? I know I'm super stubborn, you know, and and so knowing that about myself and surrendering myself to the healing process, surrendering myself to him and allowing him to enter in and begin that healing work. Mm. And man, had we done that earlier, granted, I don't want to go back and change our story, because I think it's perfect just the way it is. I think it happened exactly how it needed to happen. Mm. But my advice to anybody else at my age, who's going through a similar season would be to surrender to him, you know, Mm. and You can't go wrong. You know, you can't go wrong surrendering to him.
1: So good. So good. Yes. uh, Yes. Surrender (laughs) sooner. Surrender earlier. I love that. Michael, Vanessa, thank y'all so much for giving um, your time today. I know y'all newly married, enjoying (laughs) life together in your cutie little home. But seriously, it means the world to me. I mean, you both have such a special place in my heart. Um, all the memories that we have and future memories to create together and just thank y'all so much for sharing y'all's story from, you know, how y'all met to, you know, what led to the breakup, what did that look like, you know, how you guys just found out so much about yourselves and how when you guys came back together, what that looked like and how that season, I guess, of isolation really prepared you for the marriage that you're in today. It's mm-hmm. so beautiful. It's so inspiring. It's so encouraging. And wow, I'm literally looking at y'all and there's like a light shining through the camera. So I was like, wow, what a time for that. Um the light is just literally shining on y'all. Um but yes, I adore you guys so much. And I'm just so just I'm so honored to be just have a little part in your story and mm-hmm. to see, um, I just can't wait to see what the future holds for the both of you. I mean, the impact you guys have made in my life, I just, there's no doubt that you guys are going to make such an impact in this world. And I love y'all both so much.
2: Oh, Thanks, Megs. Thank you, Megs. We appreciate you. We love you. We're so proud of you.
1: Oh, thank y'all. I love you guys so much. And hopefully soon I will see you guys again
0: yes Yes.
1: (laughs) all right y'all take care Bye. bye bye